Hey, welcome to The Conversation. This is Andy Mason, and you're listening to authentic conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. One of the things that has come up repeatedly in conversation I've been having lately is really around purpose, clarity on vision, focus, all of those different things, especially with an increased measure of noise, especially as some of the people that we thought or you thought you may have been running with on the same page, you find out they're on a completely different page and it's shaken some people. The most important thing is to get back to who you are, why you exist, where you're headed and how you're going to get there. And really that for a follower of Jesus, for a disciple of the kingdom of God, that's ultimately what am I born for? What is he given me to do in the earth and I want to live my life doing that and not find that I get to the end of my life and I've had my ladder of success against the wrong wall. So what are some tools to help you get clear on what it is that causes you to come alive? What it is that you are on the earth for? Uh, the Bible really clearly states that you are significant, that you have a purpose, that you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that he prepared in advance for you to work in or walk in. So what are those things? How do you find those things out? How do you understand that? Well, firstly, it's just some keys before I give you the tools. Number one is what I'm talking about is if you don't literally lay your life down, Romans 12, it says, total surrender. Don't be transformed to this world, but be, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you do that? Total surrender, a living sacrifice, which means that you take everything you are and you exchange that for everything that he is. It literally looks, down, looks like saying, I yield my mind, my will, my emotions to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I'm acknowledging that I am a created being and he is the creator, that I cannot do this on my own, that there is one greater than me. And I submit and yield willingly to him. And I acknowledge that actually my best efforts on my best day are like filthy, dirty rags. So I choose to yield and acknowledge that I need a savior. And his name is Jesus Christ, and he can lead me into all truth and the life that I was designed to live. That's how I start and then I that and I live from that place. So number one is total surrender. Number two is greatness comes from serving. So I never lose the heart of a servant. Anytime I elevate my own status, anytime I think of myself more highly than I ought, I will sabotage every aspect of success around me. Uh, God himself resists the proud, but he elevates the humble. He raises them up. So choose to stay humble. Choose to keep a servant heart regardless of what your paycheck, your title, your bank balance. It's irrelevant. Live like Christ modeled. If I want to see the fruit of the kingdom around my life, then live the way that he called us to live. So those two things are kind of foundational. Uh, number one is total surrender. I live a life to the one who made me. He is sovereign. I'm not. I yield to him. I endeavor to understand his ways, but I know that he is higher than me and I need a savior. Number two is greatness comes through serving. Serving is the way that I grow in everything. I serve others and in the process of doing that, I become great. 
So that said, how do I then discover some of the some of the things that I'm called to? Now, there's different kinds of people. There's those that if I say, just imagine something, come up with an idea, you're like, oh, I've, what? My issue is not ideas. It's I've got a thousand of them. I've got too many. There's others that you're like, I'm struggling to come up with one. You kind of live more from a reality-based sense of view. Now, a book that would help you is our book, Dream Culture, Bringing Dreams to Life. It'll walk you through this process that I'm going to outline as, as a number one tool to help you tap into some of the dreams and desires of your heart the way that you're wired to be. It's also got those key foundational core beliefs and values in there. But number one is, is coming up with a dream list. It's going on a journey and finding the things that cause you to come alive. The things where some people would say when you're in your element or when you're in your flow, where time becomes uh, almost irrelevant. When I am serving this people group, when I am building these things, when I am creating, when I am doing this particular type of work, it's almost like it's not work, it's play, it's fun, it's a delight. I have to, I have to stop myself. Well, I would encourage you to make a dream list. And what we do is encourage you to uh, make a list of 100. And you're like, I can't even get beyond 10. Trust me, there's more inside you than you realize. And when you start to say, okay, that's what I think. That's as far as what I've got. But Holy Spirit, what's your dreams for my life? What things would you love to see me do, to have, to be? Uh, what places could I go? What people could I meet? When you start to ask those questions, you'll start to go on this journey of discovering there's so much more than you could ever ask, think, or imagine. It starts by becoming more aware of who God is than who you are. When you're focused on yourself, you become more aware of your limitations. When you focus on who God is and, and become aware of His presence, you're seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. It's limitless. There is no restrictions of time or resource. So I dream from that perspective, knowing that I'm not doing it alone, I'm doing it with Him. So that's a dream list. Uh, there is an attached template for you. You can download off the show notes. So jump onto that and download and that'll get you started. But find the place for you to dream and then begin to write those out. Number two is a personal discovery tool. I've also got this as a download for you to click on and, and, and work from. This is actually, I first heard and got from Paul Manwaring, uh, who was a teacher at Bethel Church, uh, a background in, as a nurse, background as a prison governor, and now back in the UK, paulmanwaring.com. You can find out more about him. But he literally walked us through, uh, and I've taken this and just added more to it and got the link on there. You can download this also off the show notes. But a series of different things to find out what is unique about you. Now, if you're one of these people that you find it really hard to just imagine a future that you want to live in, you just come up with nothing on a blank canvas, this is going to really, really help you. It literally walks through 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 15, 30 different little boxes that are one aspect of your life. And when you actually go through this exercise, it will start to highlight some things that are repeated about you. Uh, these are questions like, what's your life story, a life testimony that you want to see repeated through your life? 
what do you love? What could you not live without? What do you fear the most? These are all different topics. I love these ones. Uh, what's the Frodo factor? The thing that you have to do, you can't not do this. Is it an experience, physical, financial, mental, spiritual, emotional? Uh, what childhood dreams do you have? What did you dream of being or doing when you were a child? Write those things down. And then once you've done that, you'll actually be able to step back and say, what's the themes that have come up? What does all of these things stand out? Is there a collective light bulb moment that you, all these things are leading to that tell you about you of what's inside you? Again, I would say do this not just independent, but in connection with God. How do you do that? We'll start by just connecting with Him simply through gratitude. Father, thank you that you made me unique, wonderful, beautiful, and that I am your masterpiece, that you've woven me together even when I was in my mother's womb. Thank you that I'm wonderfully and beautifully made. How wondrous are your works towards me. Oh God, I look to the heavens, the sun, moon, and stars, the work of your fingers. What am I that you've made me? And Lord, that you've made me incredibly more than I could ask, think, or imagine. Start with a place like that, just simply through gratitude, and then pick up this and walk through it. So that's the discovery tool. You can download that off the show notes. The next one I want to highlight is the a master plan. Now, I got this off Danny Silk, so you can find more about Danny. Uh, is Keep Your Love On. He's a book he wrote. Uh, he wrote the book, The Culture of Honor. He wrote the book, a whole heap of other books that you've actually resources that you can find. But he walked us through master plan, or you could also uh, think of this like lifetime big rocks. And what you do is you identify uh, five to seven big rocks in your life, like your entire life. You can break this down into small areas, but this is like master plan. And identify key roles. So for example, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a friend, I'm a son. I There's different aspects of my life that when I get to the end of my life, I want certain things to be said about me. So what you can do this is put this together and write down the things that you would want people to say about you at the end of your life. I'm going to give you a couple of examples for me, but this is what's important for you. So for me, number one, and for me, these are number. this is the number one, big rock, master plan as a friend of God. I want God to better say of me, he was my best friend and daily companion. He knew my heart and carried my tangible presence everywhere he was. He brought me pleasure. He lived intimacy and love before power. Why do I write that down? Because these are guiding stones, guiding compass points for me, reference points to keep me on track with something that is much, much bigger than me in terms of a lifetime. Uh, my wife, I'm a husband, so I'm a one-woman man, which is if you look in the book of Titus or in the book of Timothy, you'll hear that phrase around a leader. So I would want my wife to say this of me. He was my devoted companion and greatest champion. He lived Christ to me and loving me into fullness of life. Together we established a heavenly model of what a godly couple and ministry and life looked like. Our lives together so gave so much more than we could ever have imagined individually. He was an amazing father. 
That is something that I'm going to always aspire to. I make mistakes, I make bumps and bruises along the way, but that's something that I'm continually moving towards. Some others for me, and again, you can download this. Uh, I wrote down one as a community leader, and I wrote down, this is what the, I want the president to say of me. Now, you can choose yours. I just chose this as an example. And the president would say of me, which obviously means he'd have to know who I was. Andy was a father who not only lived what he believed, but demonstrated that belief in such a way that those who heard and saw could not resist joining their belief with him. As a result, he altered the course of history for our nation through the restoration of our nation's dream, our foundation, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all, including those beyond our shores. He catalyzed the rebuilding of a highway between the church and all other sectors of society that brought about a cultural transformation that is truly heaven on earth. He brought about a movement that restored relationships like we could have never imagined. Yet in all this, he remained the most humble man I know. He showed us what the Father God really looks like. Now, you read that and you're like, oh my gosh, who do you think you are? No, that's who I'm aiming to be. These are big rocks. These are things that I'm put for my life that resonate with me, that call me to something higher that I can line myself up with, something that I can look to on an occasional or consistent basis that actually call me into something. So we've gone through number one, a dream list. Write down, go for a hundred more than you know in your own ability. The book Dream Culture, Bringing Dreams to Life will literally walk you through that. Number two, the personal discovery tool. Paul Manwaring uh, is the one I first got that off, but you can download that off the show notes and walk through that. It'll help you unpack some of those same things. What is unique about you? There is no one like you. Number three, master plan. What do I want the aspects of my life, the things of my life to guide as like a master guide for my life? I want these people to say these things about me at the end of my life. Number four, I call this the who, why, where, or how. Who are you? Why do you exist? Where are you headed? And how are you going to get there? Those questions, you can unpack and apply them to your life. Who are you is what I'm looking for is what are the testimonies that define you? What are the things that you want to see repeated? There's so many things we walk through just in the master plan. Some of the key roles in your life. I'm a friend of God. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a friend of these key people. I'm somebody that disciples and leads others. I'm somebody that serves. So who are you? What is unique about you? Why do you exist? Again, what are some of the key scriptures that anchor your life? One of those for me is Titus 1.5. I've sent you to set in order what is lacking and appoint leaders in every place. What does that mean to me? It means that I help you and your business get clarity for what's next and give you the courage to do it. I set in order what is lacking and appoint leaders or give courage. I give validation and vision to where you are. Why do I exist? Because I want to do that. Because I want to see people come into the fullness that God created them to be. Why? Because ultimately, that's what I was born to do. And as I do it, I feel the pleasure and friendship of God. So who are you? Why do you exist? Where are you headed? So look at the, I mean, the prophetic words will help you with that. I've got words over my life that describe literally some of the things that I'll do and the people that I will serve. I will serve with powerful people. I'm a pastor of powerful people. I love them fearlessly and they're attracted to me. I'm a bridge of connection across racial, political, and economic divides. 
those words that I've summarized help me aim at where am I headed and the things that I devote my time to. And then number four is how am I going to get there? So once I know who I am, why I exist, what motivates me, what demotivates me, what helps me keep going, once I know where I'm headed, then it becomes a simple, how am I going to get there? And I can break it down real simple. Same with the dream list. I've got all these dreams now. Just start real simple. What's one thing you could do to move towards that? If that's setting up a global leadership school, okay, who do you know that's already doing that that you could move towards? Who could you, how could you have a conversation? How could you find out more about that? What is already in existence that you could uh, understand, unravel, unpack, learn from? Uh, this year for me, it's all about leadership and the kingdom of God. So I've got a stack of books, Jack Taylor. Uh, I've got books by, uh, I'm looking on my shelf, by Boardman, Mumford, and Taylor. I've got stuff on leadership by Ford Taylor. I'm literally mentoring myself through the books that others have written that's going to help me get to where I know I am going. So that's number four. And then number five, uh, Ford Taylor in his book, Relational Leadership, outlines a process. He calls the VP Mosa, V-P-M-O-S-A, vision, purpose, mission, objective, strategy, and action. A real simple outline that once you've got this down, it becomes clearer and clearer and clearer what you're going to focus on and what you are not going to focus on. Uh, now, in brackets, let's just put a bonus one in here. I'm going to call this number six, and then we'll come back to number five. Number six is a not-to-do list. Now, this is a Chris Vallotton uh, quote. He wrote down, once as, as his life grows, as your leadership role, there's more and more things and more and more people that will pull on you, distract you. So he has a not-to-do list. These are the things that he's not going to do, which obviously were things that he was doing in the past or things that were trying to drag or just I am not going to bury myself in current conspiracy theories. It's an absolute waste of time. I'm going to focus on what I have got to do because I'm doing a great work. I am not going to meet with a certain group of people. I am not going to whatever it may be. Having a not to do list will help you refine and stick to what you are called to do, which let's come back to number five, is that VP motor, vision, purpose, mission, objectives, strategy, action. And again, you can get this from Ford's book, Relational Leadership is literally all in there. But it's starting with uh, what's, what's the values of your life? What are the core values about who you are? But even before that, uh, in that master plan, we wrote like a plaque of what do you want said of you at your funeral. And as people are standing around you at the end of your life, you're not you're not there, obviously. But what do you want said of you? What's that kind of one plaque statement? If I took that master plan and I summarized it as one, what would that be? And then number two is the values. What are the values that you're going to need to live by all your life in order to achieve or hear that plaque? What is that? Number Then we talk through this vision, purpose, mission. Vision is what is the future that you want to live in? What do you see for heaven and business? That's to connect and catalyze one million business people to partner with God at work and engage in the well-being of the city that they serve. What do I see? What do I aim? What's calling me higher? What am I moving towards? The purpose is the why. Why are you achieving that vision? What's important within that that motivates you to keep going? For heaven and business is to experience heaven on earth in and through the economic engine of our thriving, fully alive cities because 
Work is the primary place where we forge our friendship with God. If you're not sure, just go back to the vision that you've said, I want to do this. This is what I'm aiming at. Ask the Lord to highlight and clarify that for you. And then say, what's behind that? What's behind that? What? Tell me more. If you say that to yourself over and over and over again, or do that with a friend, you'll get to this core bedrock for us because work is the primary place where I forge my friendship with God. Mission is that what are you prepared to do that others may not do that will set you apart in achieving that vision because of your purpose. For us, we teach, train, equip, and connect business people to partner with God and advance the kingdom without seeking price or reward. There's so much in there I'm not going to unpack right now, but that's the mission. It's the, There's the, an element of the how we're going to go after this vision with our why, which is the purpose. This is the key things that are going to distinguish us in that process. Objectives is what is the three to five things that you're aiming at right now over the next 12 to 18 months that's going to move you towards that vision? Uh, the next thing, strategies. Break those uh, objectives down. If those are the objectives over the next 18 to 24 to maybe three years, what are the key strategies for each of those that will help you move towards that? For heaven and business, deliver two conferences each year. Deliver two leader retreats each year. Grow the subscription-based membership platform, fulfilling the same mandate to teach, train, equip business people to partner with God at work and engage in the well-being of the city. Uh, number four for us, bi-weekly one-hour prayer for catalytic multipliers. That's people throughout the world who are doing what we do and advancing and multiplying the work of engaging and equipping people to partner with God and engage in the well-being of the city they serve. Uh, number five for us, teach, train, and equip students in the school of ministry. We have a first-year class and a second-year class. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. This is why we're doing it. Number six, encourage and equip our local business community. These are the strategies that we're implementing. If it's not on our strategic plan, that's helping me say no to not doing it. Uh, number seven, record and repeat testimonies because those are the key things that are the juice, the life force that keep us going in that direction. Those are the strategies. Then I take the strategies, I break them down into specific actions that I'm implementing, who, by what, and when. So what I've literally done is I've just dropped in your lap possibly overwhelmed you, a series of six different tools, the Dreamless, a personal discovery tool, master plan, a who, why, where, how, a VP Mosa, and a not to-do list. Those are six different things that you can do that's going to help you move towards getting clarity of your purpose and calling. I've put those in the show notes. Uh, there's a whole heap in there. If you want more, please don't hesitate to reach out and contact me. There's tons of resources, but I encourage you just pick one and get started. What one thing will you start with and move towards in that? So I bless you with clarity, focus, and increased momentum in going after who you are born to be.